We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lou, the Warriors finish summer league. Oh, and four. Emergency pod is the dynasty over. Is it over? First, they lose to LeBron and AD in the playoffs. Now they can't even win a summer league game. Trade for Chris Paul. Is it time to storm the Chase Center? You know, I, I gotta say, I know, I know, you're just having a little bit of fun. The Warriors Summer League teams the last few years have been awful. Awful. I know Summer League basketball is not great basketball, Sam. The Warriors put together some really bad rosters. I just I don't know what it means. I don't think it means anything. Who cares? 80% of these guys not even ever gonna make the league. But oh my god, can we get some can we get some better guys out there, please? Is this is this Kirk and Kent's fault? Are they ruining the Warrior Knit now? Come on, man. Um, Isn't Kent in charge of just actually I have no idea. But I look, I just it's a rough watch. Nobody can get to the rib, nobody can make a shot, nobody can defend. Uh their best two guys, Pajemski and, and Trace Jackson, their highest drafted guys. TJD looked good tonight. We'll talk about it. Um, but man, Sam, I just want better basketball for the Warriors in Summer League. I, I mean just summer- want better basketball. I know. I mean, summer league's the opposite. Houston looks awesome. They better look awesome. They have 15 lottery picks, you know? Facts. Brooklyn, same thing. Some other teams. I'm sure the Warriors could do better in terms of finding undrafted guys who uh, might be able to perform in these things. Oh, Reggie Perry is okay, but end of the day, 0-4, and, and I don't really care about that. And yeah, yeah. honestly, like, we all know what we want to talk about. We're curious if Mike Dunleavy's first two picks – Players were curious about the two-way guys. Seems like Lester Quinones and Guy Santos may be those guys. Like we're curious about guys who have a shot to be on the real roster when we get to October next yep. year, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and so let's 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 just start top. Uh, first round pick, nineteenth overall, Brandon Pajemski. I thought today was better. But let's just talk about him in summer league in the aggregate. Your impressions of him? Oh, I gotta start. I gotta be the bad guy. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, he doesn't look great. I, I think it's obvious that he understands how to play basketball. Uh, the passing's there. Uh, 
he makes the right or he tries to make the right play pretty much every time. The only times that he doesn't make the right play are when he, I think it's caught in the air, right? He's just, he's not quick enough. He gets caught by someone uh, he gets picked or he gets kind of bulldozed a little bit. So other than that though, I do think he, if he's ever going to figure out the speed of the NBA game, he's going to be a really good NBA player. Uh, the problem for me though is is watching him and then watching like for example tonight Cam Whitmore, which is the first time I've watched Cam Whitmore, which is someone I think Warriors fans might have liked. He seems like a really well. He went one. He went one pick right after them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he looked pretty good. He looked like a uh, guy that belonged on the NBA floor next season. Now, winning player, I have no idea. I have no idea. But he looked like someone that yeah, that guy's gonna survive in the NBA. It, it's, it might just be maybe he can't shoot. Maybe he doesn't understand the game, like that type of stuff. What well, Pajemski, it feels like the opposite. Uh, brain's there. Body's not. And so it might be a year or two away. I mean, here's my impressions from Pajemski in Summer League. He was probably the best passer in the entire Summer League. Like, he he navigates the pick and roll like an NBA player. Um, He's a little slow. But, like, at end of the day, it's all about the shot. If he can actually shoot 44% from three, which he did in college, best shooter in the draft. If he can really shoot like that, then he's going to have a long career. If he can't get his shot off and he's wildly inconsistent with his shot in the pros, he's probably, you know, he's probably going to play in a European league. Mm. Like it's really that simple. Like it's funny. You can have all the IQ, you can rebound the ball. You can make great passes. If you can't hit a shot, it doesn't really matter. And, and my overall, feel on this is like look man it's a week in vegas he looked a little overwhelmed by my length i'm not particularly bothered by it he's 20 years old he was probably the most statistically productive player in college basketball he's not gonna play next year like he's a point guard i think the thing that stood out to me is like he is a true po- he's you think, a point you think guard. he's okay so that that's what i take taking out what you're saying yeah. you think he's a true nba he's going well he, if he's going to succeed you think he's going to succeed being a point guard not a shooting guard I, I mean, I guess it's possible, to shoot more, but his best skill is passing. So mm-hmm. theoretically, you want the ball in his hands. It's just like that passing's worthless if he can't hit a shot, right? Like if he can't. I mean, forty-four percent three-point shooter. I'm going to assume he's going to be able to shoot, right? But but I'm I'm surprised that you're saying he's he's ju- he. You think he's going to? I mean, he's he's going to play NBA. both guard spots because he's sure. a legit six-four. Sure. But I think the thing that stood out to me is like. He's not Dante. Like Dante makes right. the extra pass and tries right. hard, but he's not a point guard. Right. Uh, Jordan Poole is willing to make an extra pass, but I never thought he was a point guard. I think he's a scorer first. Pajemski operates a pick and roll like a point guard. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just wondering if he can actually punish defenses with his scoring because there's not really a role in the NBA for a point guard who can't make a shot, yeah. right? Like, or, or get his own shot. I think he's yeah, what you're trying because yeah. he will, he'll make shots, dude. He'll make shots wherever sure. he goes. I think, but uh, but you're right. I mean, if he if he can't punish the defense by getting his own shot, yeah, I think he's screwed. Um, yeah. I also don't think we're getting an answer to that anytime soon. No, I know people are angry. I know my my texts are blowing up. You know, people want, especially this game because Cam Whitmore looks so good, and people are like, oh right. my god. Um, but it, it feels like, and you mentioned this earlier, he's not he's not playing. There, there's no role for him. Well, it's it's season. like they have four guards, and three it's guards. not just that they have four guards. It's like three veteran. Guards. They have two first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, like it's like like Chris Paul wants to start, and he starts on what like every other team in the NBA. But like the Warriors are kind of gonna be like, yeah, it's probably better if we bring you off the bench. Like it's 
I think it's pretty clear the Warriors have the deepest point guard rotation in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So he, he was never going to play this year. They may only have Chris Paul for a year, by the way. You know, like it just based off of the contract and like all the Dunleavy quotes with like, we like the optionality, flexibility we have with him. Um, and also just being like 38 years old, like he's like they got him for five years anyway. So, you know, like if you were to paint a best case scenario for Pajemski, I'm not saying this house going to play out. Your best case scenario is he learns from Steph and CP for a year. He gets a lot of reps in Santa Cruz and next year or the year after when they move off of CP three, because it's time, then he takes over as the backup point. guard. You know, that's like your best case scenario. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to walk away from summer league feeling like we, you know, we got the point guard of the future. Like it's hard. Like sure. I saw, I saw positives, but it's like I'm, I'm not gonna pretend like I walked away with it with like confidence. They got to do. Me, me, and you ended up at the exact same spots. I think I was more skeptical, so I think I was probably raised a little bit. Like I, I, my expectations were very low, but I do. I did see enough where I was like, oh, okay, I think that he could end up being a, a player in the league. I think yours were higher. So maybe, maybe we ended up kind of at the same, sure. same level. Um, I find it interesting that um, Jordan Poole as a backup point guard was never going to work because Jordan Poole is not a backup point guard. He is a bona fide starting guard in the NBA. He is no matter, no matter what he is a starting guard. Um, Pajemski though, feels like the, the CP three Corey, and then to a lesser extent, Corey Joseph prototype mm-hmm. where it's, Maybe we won't start, but we're going to be in the league for 12 years in Kojo's case, and we're just going to protect the ball, right? You're going to have a three and a half, four to one assist to turnover ratio. You're going to hit an open shot. You're going to defend really hard because you try really hard. It does feel like Pajemski's floor maybe is that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it, whereas, so that might be what the Warriors maybe were looking the for. Highest Jones year or two. as your best yeah. case. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. your ceiling maybe. Versus... You know, I know Dean on draft was here a, a couple of weeks back talking about maybe a Desmond Bain comparison where he's more of a score type, uh, a decent defender, but he's score type. Uh, sure. So I got me really excited. Um, so so there are two options uh, for yeah, him Kyle. versus <laughs> versus Jordan Poole, which, you know, we talked about CJ McCollum, Donovan Mitchell type, right? Remains to be seen. But uh, but yeah, it is interesting Matthew to me that Del- like Gunley dude, don't don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. Uh, I'm uh, going down like point guard point guards in the NBA and just naming all the white ones. So Nico Mannion, <laughs> you forgot Nico. It, how about it, this? How about this? On a roster, but. <laughs> I'll throw this out for you. Peyton Mike Dunleavy drafted Jordan Poole. That's what they said. And then now he's the man in charge that takes Pajemski. Two totally different players. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I think their decision-making this offseason, I don't know if it's an overcorrection, uh, but it definitely feels like, I mean, how many different times has Dunleavy said, like, we play a certain way, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, those guys like to play a certain way, IQ, shooting are, like, the two most important skills. So, like, we're going to draft guys who fit that, right? It's I, I think, to, to go back to the Pajemski point, like, I understand people being like, He's a, you know, he looks terrible, what, what do we take him? Because it's like that sort of thing. I just keep going back to, like, look, man, he was the most productive player in college basketball last year. He's 20 years old, and you know you don't really need to play him this year because the one position you're good at is point guard. The one position you like vet laden with stars is point guard. I'm willing to be patient with him, particularly since their other draft pick looks like a guy who actually might be a year one rotation player with Trace Jackson Davis. You think so? I don't know. 
honestly. But I think if you look at the Warriors roster, he has an easier shot to get there, right? Yeah, he might, like, have, like, he I, might have to be, which is, I don't know, might be concerning. They got, I mean, like, obviously, Draymond, Looney, and Saric are ahead of him uh, in the rotation. But, you know, all it, take, all it takes is someone to miss a couple of weeks. And it's like, you know what? You need to, uh, you know, he needs to get in the rotation. And yeah. I guess my question for you is, so first time seeing him for you, I, I watched a little of him in the Big 12. Like, he's a four-year college guy who's probably the best player in the Big 12. What What is your, uh, what was your impression first time watching him? I, total. I mean, looks like a four-year college guy. Um, I didn't watch him at all in college. I don't even know what college he went to. Um, but to me, he looks like someone that, I mean, he's got good touch around the rim. He's got good feel around the rim. Like he kind of knows where to be when he's rolling that when he catches the ball, he knows how to finish. He knows where to finish instead of kind of passing it or catching and crashing, which is what, what a lot of bigs do when they don't really know where to be on the court. Like they don't feel out where people are around him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I thought defensively, I think he could be good. I don't think he's going to end up being some type of like monster rebounder or shot blocker, but he looks like he's going to be smart enough to contest shots at the rim. Um, so I think he's going to end up a decent. He's like, to me, it's another guy kind of like Pajemski where it's, yeah, I think he's going to end up as a, maybe a solid average NBA player. Like that's probably the most likely scenario. The one thing I thought I was a little bit uh, concerned about is he looks pretty stiff. Uh, yeah. He looked pretty, he looked like he couldn't move around that well. Uh, it, kind of runs around stiff, kind of like Looney. It might not matter. Kind of like Looney. Looney runs around super you- stiff, right? So I, that's the only thing. Oh, look at the comments are saying. Yeah, and our guy William Mitchell threw the comment yeah. out right as you were saying it. And just uh, by the way, throw up comments, throw up super chats. We'll read them. We'll react to them, guys. Uh, we want to hear what you guys have to say. But he threw that out there. He goes, uh, TJD looks stiff, maybe because the hamstring killed his conditioning, but was willing to screen and defend. That was my takeaway. Look, he missed all of summer league with a hamstring tweak. They cleared him to play this final game. He's maybe practiced for two days. He looked like a guy who's like, you know what I'm not going to do? Pop my hammy. I've watched him in college. He's a more explosive athlete than this. He's not Jordan Bell, but he can, he's got some moves. So it's just like, yeah, you know what it looks like when someone's like nursing something and it's like the number one thing they want to do is not hurt it. I think the thing to your point that stood out with me with him is like, okay, what? He is a little more 6'8 than 6'10. Right. He understands, like, <laughs> the first, was it the first or the second play they ran where he gets the ball rolling and he makes the second pass to the, the cutter on the baseline? I'm like, yep. oh, that's, Warriors saw that on film and they're like, has he done, does he do this regularly? Because if he does, we want him right now. Yep. You know? That looks that, like a that's guy Kuminga coming down the lane. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, Kuminga, that's Kuminga. Wiggins, Wiggins yeah. Chris Paul. Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's like a, it's it's a lot of guys in the Warriors who who cut weak side that way. You know, I, I've seen um, see Moody doing that a little bit. I could Correct. see you know Clay will do that. Like, yeah, he's, he's, but, you know. Yep. Anyway, the the point is that plays there, and it, it, just having a big who can make the extra pass. I always feel like that's a defining quality of the Warriors system where it's like, it's not enough for you to defend and and fight for rebounds. You got to make the extra pass because everything's about like relocation. If you're a guy who can find Steph relocating, you're on the floor. Looney Looney has made a living, an underpaid living out of rebound, find Steph and Clay relocating. 
That's all you got to do. Yep. I think that's probably the position the Warriors need less athleticism. Like That's a position where having a super athletic guy doesn't matter as much uh, because you don't, for in the Warrior system, you don't care if your big can score 20 points or not. That's not the most important thing. It's, is Trey Jackson Davis going to be in, in six-minute spurts? Is he going to be able to roll to the rim and, and get a layup? And is he be able to rebound the ball, defend a little bit, and then make the right pass, right? Like, those are the only things that Warriors bigs are designed to do. None of it includes making a 12-foot jumper. It'd be nice if you can hit a three, but that's not that important either, right? So <laughs> Sarge's going to have to hit all the big man threes this year. <laughs> Most likely. I mean, even if they get a big with the 14th or 15th spot, it's probably not going to be like a super playable guy, right? So um, yeah. I liked him. I was probably more impressed with Trace Jackson Davis on, on first impression than I was with Pajemski. I'll say that. Agreed. And like to your point, they got him number 57. Anyone you take in the second round or later, yeah, like just give me, give me a rotation body. That's it. Even if it's not year one, and I think he has a chance to get in the rotation year one, but like you get a like Draymond's pie in the sky. Jokic is like once in a generation. Most of the time, if your second round pick turns into a dude who can give you 10 minutes a game, you're like, that's money. That's what I want. That's all I need. That is all. I mean, that is gravy. I mean, anything <laughs> you get in the second round, I do think a lot of these, I, I think we'll see in the next 10 years just on a broader level. Do you agree with me that I, I think a lot of players understand? if they want to make a career in the NBA, if you know that you're not going to be a superstar, just hone your game to be like a Trace Jackson Dave or a three and D wing where you know you're going to be able to play. Fit. You're not going to be a star, but you know you're going to be able to make the NBA because of that. And I do think like that, I don't know, I think that might help NBA players just make a lot more um, rosters as second rounders versus kind of... The smart, the smart guys figure that out. Um, Alex Caruso had a quote. Um, I'm pulling this up. And this is this might be my favorite quote because it, repl- mm. it, it relates. It says, "A big reason guys get stuck in the G League is because they don't realize the position they're trying for. It's like going for a job interview, thinking you're going to be the CEO of the company. They're looking for someone to clean the bathroom. They're looking for janitors. And he's right. You know, like the Warriors had a lot of success with guys like JTA, Damian Lee, and GP2 out of the G League." You know what those guys do? They didn't go in there thinking Steph's here to set screens for me. <laughs> they knew what their role was. They came in, they're like, I'm here to do the dirty work and get on the floor that way. Um, and just to relate to that point, GP2 said like Caruso was really important for him to realize that like my pathway to the NBA is being the best slasher defender I can and stop figure stop trying to play point guard stop trying to you know figure out how i can be a point guard in the nba figure out how i can be the best you know kind of dirty work wing i can be it's that true quote, that quote goes for a lot of people i mean it goes yeah. for everyone but you i mean you watch the warriors the last few years right let's talk about wiseman um obviously he he wanted to be more uh, was not going to be maybe he can't be uh warriors definitely didn't need him to be still still wants to be still yeah. wants to be you, um, you watch you watch him in summer league i do i do i do i do not i do not i do not good for jabari smith he looks good uh, <laughs> uh kaminga had that issue a little bit but but kaminga's talent enough like maybe kaminga ends up better than what he is someday i think moses moody knows i think moses moody knows if he's going to be in this league he has to do those three and d things because he knows he doesn't have the upside and then i think jordan Poole is a little bit different of a situation. I think Jordan Poole was good enough. Like, he is good enough. Um, it just was weird. But I think now that question probably lies with uh, Kaminga, man. 
Like that yeah. that question is probably gonna is coming that's, going that's, to yeah that's legitimately that's like uh, they kept asking Kuminga like just slash rebound don't worry about anything else you play and um you know in his head he's thinking I'm gonna be Kawhi I'm gonna be the next Kawhi just give me the ball and clear out right like it, it sums it up for him so yeah. I don't know I was thinking that quote because I think it's I think it's really well said and I think it's like you see a lot of guys with physical gifts and specific talents who just don't succeed because they, you know, they don't understand that uh, they're not Steph Curry on this team, you know, that type of thing. Or on any team, but yeah. All right. Easy layups in the mentions goes pods made the Warriors pass on Cam Whitmore look really bad. And then HR says, why did we pass on Whitmore? He is a baller. I want to point out a couple things about Cam Whitmore, and I'm not I'm not even saying this is a negative thing. He was supposed to go in the top 10. He fell to 20. Medical red flag was a big reason. The, the consistent thing that's been reported, and this isn't some Sam Sources thing. It's just public knowledge. His knees are apparently problematic. So, and then on top of it, he didn't interview well. His coach kind of talked shitty about him, which is it's a bad it. It's a bad look for his college coach to talk. About. I was going to say, it kind of looks bad on the coach too. Not not. Just, no, it looks you know, off. It looks yeah, awful in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying any of those things are are true, but the knee thing concerns me a little bit. The knee thing, it's like that sort of thing. But like, yeah, dude, he he reminds me of Kuminga watching it. I'm just like, he's a little smaller than I thought. Honestly, he's like more like six five than six eight. But um, athletic wing and just you know just the tools are there. And and the one thing I will say that I want to say is like, look, those type of guys always stand out in summer. Like some of these open gym, man, you know, it's that type of thing. Right. So uh, I, you know, it, it could look terrible for the Warriors. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't, but I'm not going to bury a pick on four summer league. Games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, the, the one, I mean, the one thing I, I find, interesting and maybe i'll point out is i'm with you they had some people i had them in the top five so that tells me that what 10 plus teams passed on them so it wasn't just the warriors the lakers passed on them too uh which i find interesting but you know he looked good he looked good i mean his shot looks really good i mean uh, it looks looks better than like even kaminga kaminga is probably a little more athletic to me it looks like maybe kaminga is just bigger but um the other thing is i don't know do you, do you need two of those guys on the team feels like if they had Cam Whitmore, maybe they they'd have to come off with coming. I don't know, I don't know. Either way, um, maybe it doesn't look great, but it also doesn't look great for ten plus other teams. Uh, I think there was a reason why he slid. It wasn't like he was the fourteenth overall uh, likely pick, and then he fell like four picks. So it was no, so it, it's thought, no. He was thought Detroit might. Det- people thought Detroit might take him at five, or or you know he might go to Orlando at six. Um, so you know it's. It, I tend to think it was health. I think the one thing no one wants to pick is a dude who's got potential issues. And like, who knows? Hopefully, hopefully that those red flags are wrong, but you know, those things start getting sh- uh, shared. It is what it is. And then, you know, the, the chat's kind of reflecting what you're saying. Loose thoughts going, would not play his ass for three years. Bros, Kelly, Oubre. There's, I think what's true is there's zero chance Kerr plays both him and Kuminga. One of those dudes is in the doghouse. Maybe both, but one of you know what I'm saying? Like you can't give him two guys like that and expect both of them to have successful seasons. One of them is going to be struggling. So 
yeah, I and you know, then you have the Kerr conversation, but he's not going anywhere. Hitman Chango's knees have an eight-year shelf life long enough. Yeah, I mean, to your point, if he ends up being a dude who, you know, it's fine till he's 30 and then the injuries hit, like, yeah, that's fine. Then it's successful. But I don't know. I'm so just I'm just really so is he Kawhi? <laughs> just it, I mean, I mean like exactly. No, right? So yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm just saying, like, it's not just the Warriors who pass on. It's a bunch of teams. But, you know, we'll see. It it will, you know, in in three years, if he turns into the, like, next Kawhi and Pods is still struggling and looks like a 4A player who should be playing in Europe, then, like, yeah, we'll crush him. But right now, I'm not willing to go there. (laughs) This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Want to do a couple quick hitters on Lester and Guy. Mm. Uh, Lester, I think he's going to end up on a two-way. If someone doesn't steal him, I think he had a really good summer league. I think outside of the top picks, like the Jabari Smiths and like the guys who like the Chet types, I thought he looked really good. Like outside, those guys are should probably should yeah, have been they playing. Don't count. They don't count. They don't count. I thought Lester looked awesome for most of summer league. Uh, he didn't really shoot. He didn't particularly look great tonight. But I think he, in general, looks like a guy who, if the Warriors are, have guard injuries, I feel pretty comfortable they could throw him out there. You're you're a Le- you're a Lester fan. I, I am too. Um, I, I think I think end of the day, he's someone that. Maybe they can throw like a Damian Lee type. I think they can throw him out there in a pinch where it's it's mid-December. Things are getting a little ugly. Maybe it's the Vegas tournament. <laughs> Maybe some guys are out and they just throw him out there as a, hey, let's get some energy in there. The way he talks, the way he talked about how uh, he wants to be out there. He wants to lead. He, know what's, he knows now what makes him a, a, a good basketball player. It feels like he knows how to be a good role player, which is the perfect guy that the Warriors need at the end of the bench. Um, I, I think he's under no impression that he's going to be a Jordan Poole uh, in the league. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, we'll see how he plays against NBA players, right? Because we've never seen him do that yet. A lot of dribbling from him in summer league. Obviously, he's not going to do any of that in the big league. So it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think he can play off ball, though. I think he shoots he ball. So. Definitely. definitely. So, and and he, he definitely competes on defense. So... Um, if anything, I think his shot's a little better than I expected. So mm. you can go. And then Guy. Guy's the interesting one because it, so it has to be bought out of his contract. The Warriors can't really contribute a ton to it. So he might end up doing another year in Brazil, but like 
I remember watching him last year at Summer League. Like he's made some serious progress and he's big for a wing. Uh, and he's only 21. Like it's hard to find six, eight slashing wings who fight for rebounds like that and can hit an open shot. Like yeah, he's a little out of control, you know, but like find as opposed to like usually what you're finding, which is six, four, you know, Guys who say they're six six, but they're really six four, six three and a half, right? Yeah, he's a big. That's a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. is a big boy. Uh, not normally. I'm with you. Not normally someone the Warriors have too. Like I, I, I feel like the Warriors don't do a great job finding wings. I, I think they do a great job identifying guards. Um, yep. they do a decent job identifying uh, some maybe some some bigs as well. Obviously, Looney's the the guy there. Um, but they don't do a great job finding rotation depth wings. Uh, so maybe Guy Santos is part of it. I don't like his athleticism isn't, isn't elite, obviously for someone that wasn't drafted in the first two rounds. Uh, but he plays really hard. Like you said, feel for the game is, is yeah, he's kind of nuts out there. He kind of just does crazy shit. Kind of reminds me of Varejao just because of the hair, (laughs) which I think is funny. Um, but I, I I don't know. I'm waiting to see on him, Sam. He didn't really jump off the page uh, for me too much. Maybe he turns into a great shooter and figures it out, but I don't know if that's there either. So um, it'd be nice to see him in the in the G League because I know the Warriors get three two way guys. So you think Lester Quinone is going to be one of them? Uh, you, you think you think Guy Santos is going to be the other one? Uh, and maybe they get one more. I think he's making like a, a case. I think it's a question of the contract stuff. I also like. I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world if he stays overseas one more year. You know, get to play regularly, pro ball at a pretty high level, probably a better level in the G League in terms of like learning how to play organized team basketball, not just like, you know, you don't like the you don't like how G League Ignite plays. That's not a not a fan. <laughs> I don't know if the goal here is to make him a functional NBA player. It might be, but I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I will say. I think he's an NBA player and whether it's this year or in two years, like he looks like a guy who can have a multi year career as a wing who helps teams uh, like looks better than Chetty Osman, but same type of player. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing. And it's like, look, man, that's found money. You picked him 55 last year. If he can be in your rotation, that's cool. You did you know, like, those are the type of fines that they traditionally have not been able to get. Yep. So, you know, I'll, I'll live with that. Yep. Yep. The more, the more wing depth, the better, but you know, they, they're, they've got two wings that have got to figure it out this year. That's for sure. Two lottery wings too. That got to figure yeah. it out. The only ones for left. sure. We got a couple of Steph Curry quotes today. I want to get to yes. before we get out of here. Yes. This is what really matters. I've been waiting all night. The goat speaking. The biggest thing, everyone comes to camp with the right mindset of just trying to win. We've got to talk it, live it out, and understand the time frames of our career. Nobody's got time to waste in terms of energy and other things trying wow. to Wow. Wow. He sound annoyed to you? Yeah. I, he sounds like someone who's not even trying to hide what he thinks yep. the biggest issue last year was. I think he thinks they could have repeated last year uh, if certain players' heads were in a different space. Without a doubt. It, it's the first time, though, I think it, hearing Steph... You know how boring Steph is in interviews. He's just such mm-hmm. a snoozer. But I think for the first time this offseason, you're seeing him, uh, I think, show a little more, peel back the curtain a little more, create a little more urgency. I think leading by, I mean, kind of 
I wouldn't call this leading. This is very LeBron James esque. This is very like I'm sure. gonna say some stuff in the media that's that I know is gonna go viral. That's gonna get into you know it, this is gonna get to Clay right. This is gonna get to Chris Paul. This is gonna get to these guys, and and, and you know I'm the big dog, right? I, I'm gonna say what I want, and you guys better fall in line. Now I don't think Steph is ever gonna be like absolutely like that, but I mean from the comments, Steph's attitude is this is what. This is what the Warriors need, man. This is, this is I, I guess, t- TK wrote about this. This is how he's been acting since Game 7, since he had that speech after Game 6. Um, uh, fed up. Yeah, just fed. Fed, fed the fuck up yeah. with everyone's bullshit. And, and you know what? I can't, I can't blame him. He put together another MVP season. If we're being honest, he should have five MVPs. <laughs> Maybe, you know, like, it, no one other than him or LeBron should have really won an MVP in the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. No, Giannis deserved the one he got. I mean, Giannis and Jokic are, are pretty sweet. Yeah, okay, sorry, Jokic too. Mostly, he should have most MVPs. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Definitely it's four me- finals MVPs. These media awards, it's irrelevant. Yeah. My point here is he's, he's just like, enough. We can win another title if everyone's locked in day one, and we're going to do that. And I think that's part of the. I think that's part of the calculus he's banking on. Some like Chris Paul, he's like, "Look, man, he may not like coming off the bench, but that dude wants to win, and he has never won a title. We're going to get him there, you know. Like, I'm going to get him there. Yeah, pretty much. I, I am going to get him there. Like, hey, Chris, we're not, we're not. And and I think Chris Paul probably he he'll, he'll probably understand, right? Maybe um. Maybe I'm too optimistic now. Maybe I got the rose tinted glasses on, but I do feel like, I, and you've talked about this. At some point, Chris is going to sit there and say, "Do I do I want to just bitch and moan and then get traded to to the Wizards? My 18th I, team? Yeah, to, or not to the Wizards? They just got him from the Wizards. So, well, get traded to I don't know, throw in a team for me, Orlando, whatever, right? And just sure. and just win 38 games next season and, and mess around at age 38, or or am I going to buy in and actually try to win a championship? And you know, someone like Chris Paul feels like probably wants to win. Yeah. And I also think if they get off to a good start, he's not he's not the type like he's not the type to go complain. Like we're eight and two, but I have some beef coach. You know, like he's not that type. He's the type to go say something if they're four and six, be like, eh, maybe we should try me in the lineup. You know, I like, wouldn't, you know, and he might be right. You know, if they are four and if six, they, dude, if they start if they start that bad, he's gonna have a case. So yes. that's why I keep coming back to it. Start hot and you don't have to worry about any of the drama. Like um, yeah, exactly. He had another interesting quote that I want to share about Kuminga. Clear, Curry clearly expects the Warriors to keep Kuminga, and he expects a lot of them this year. It's a challenge to figure out how to elevate your game and also fit within a system and what makes a winning team, Curry said. I know JK is working hard this summer and trying to take the necessary steps to be part of a winning rotation. All the nuances you have to learn. What's your, what's your read? I think he's trying to instill some confidence in him. I think the Warriors have been pretty. I, I think they've been pretty harsh on Kaminga um, publicly. You know, I, I don't think they've ever said anything that great about him. I think part of it is he doesn't really need the 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 bullshit media platitudes. Right? Yeah, he doesn't need he doesn't need Fitz's voice like going up eight octaves when he touches the ball. Ah! <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need a nickname, right? Like, he, yeah, you're right, exactly. Like, he doesn't need people to gas him up. The kid's got a ton of confidence. He's wearing shades indoors next to Steph in Vegas. I, I know I know the type of guy he is. I love it. Um, but it does, <laughs> it feels like, though, when, when someone like him is in trade talk so often, it's rough. 
it's rough. And he, he was in trade talks all offseason. I think this is part of Steph saying, like, hey, like, I believe in you. We believe in you. We, we, we still we want you to be here. Want you to be. I mean, he said something pretty important there, though. He says, you know, figure out how to elevate your game and fit within the system and what makes a winning team. Like, that's not like that sentence there is not like, hey, figure out how to be a great player. It's it's figure out how to be a great player for this this team. Right. Um, and th- that seems pretty important to me. Like, I don't think Steph is saying that, like, I think John Kaminga is going to figure out how to how to do a, a, a dribble hezzy pull up. Like, that's not what Steph cares about. Right. Um, so, you know, no, I, I agree with you. And it's like, um, like you said, he has all the confidence in the world, but he's human. You you kind of like shit on him by, bet, you know yo-yoing him out of the rotation, putting him in trade talks, he's eventually just going to be like, I'm I'm done, you know? So I, I read this a little as Steph just being like, I think you can be a key player. I think you can be a closing lineup player if you if you work at it, you know? Like, there's nothing stopping you but you, that type of stuff, right? Like, just trying to instill it in him a little bit. And, and to the point, like, yeah, I kind of do think he's the most important player because – He's the only guy on their roster who has a physical profile similar to Igudala or Wiggins or Harrison Barnes. Now I'm not saying he's going to be Wiggins or Igudala next year, but he could be Harrison Barnes. They desperately need another six eight, six seven, seven foot wingspan wing who can do everything uh, because his team, the IQ is higher, uh, but their athleticism it's borderline. It's it's borderline, you know. Like it, it, Wiggins, an athlete, but like anyone else playing, they're they're more of like a think it instead of like athleticism. So I think everything this season comes down to like, is Kuminga gonna figure out a way to be a guy in the rotation, or are they gonna? Yeah, it's a lot of Rudy Gay. It's a lot of Rudy Gay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need a lot, and, and that's just it's too old, it's too slow. It's exactly like why they ended up losing to the Lakers, like. That sort of so you just need a guy who could be like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna guard Steph. I'm gonna dunk it all game. Well, know? they they might have been too dumb too. Because <laughs> like it was a, it was a lot of stuff. I definitely think not being athletic is one of it. They just they they definitely raise the team IQ. But you're right. I mean, they if Kaminga doesn't figure it out, this is not a. Uh, it's not like the Warriors were that athletic in 2015 to 19, but they were just better. Like the guys they, were Clay and Draymond were, were just better. They were not that athletic. But they had key athletic pieces that fit it, just like completed lineup. Like Harrison Barnes was young. He wasn't like the smartest guy in the rotation, but he could do just enough to complete a lineup. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I think, like, I think it's important for them to, like, it, it's all about that balance. They need IQ, they need, they need, they need shot making, but they also need a certain dose of athleticism. They don't need all athletes, yep. which is what they went for last year, which, was horrendous. They just need like enough functional athleticism to make lineups work. They do. They do need Kaminga. They're not asking Kaminga to be the smartest guy on the court, you know. But they, they do need him to to break out. I, I it's kind of hyperbole, Sam, but I mm-hmm. do think he. I don't know if they can win a championship if he doesn't take a real leap, like a true real. Like I am the eighth man, seventh man, sixth man up. Uh, sixth man right total on the team like i don't know if they can win a championship unless he becomes that guy he needs to be the guy where next season oh we're gonna throw coming on lebron for like 20 minutes and just and he's just gonna be fine 
And yeah. LeBron's like 40, dude. Like, we're not talking about prime LeBron. I mean, like, we're just going to throw Kaminga no, on I, I, Kevin Durant. For eight I agree with you. Um, if, unless they make some crazy roster move. Yeah. Uh, if he falls out of the rotation in the playoffs next year, I don't think they can get it done. No. If he's a 20-minute-per-game guy and everything else falls into place, kind of intrigued. Yeah. I think it can happen. We're going to end it on that. We're going to end it on that. We'll be back. Appreciate all of you. Have a great evening.